0: Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was way back in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contests, And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs on Sunday, October 17th. The year is 2021. We are T-minus two days, about 50 and a half hours away from the regular season opener for the fellas. Cavs and Grizzlies will go at it in two days, and I'm going to have a preview of that game coming shortly. But first, but first, before we can get to that, want to talk about the W. It's the WNBA. Finals just concluded about 20 minutes ago. An incredible close to a remarkable postseason. If you're a real Hoops fan, you'll watch basketball at any level. And this has been just an incredible year. And first off, bring back the Rockers. Cleveland Rockers did not last long enough. So many great memories that could have been had that were not. I no, I've had a number of birthday shout outs from former rockers shout out to the most recent Jamila Weidman who celebrated a birthday just yesterday. Bring back the rockers. We'll love to see year-round basketball in Cleveland. And That's the reason Ice Cube found the big three. Of course a number of the players that are prominent in the league were a part of that healthcare scam headed up by Terrence Williams and It exists, big three, so we can still enjoy guys after they retire. Let's get the WNBA team back to Cleveland so we can have hoops year-round. It's great that the Canton Charge are now going to be playing in Cleveland, and obviously just a very quick trek now for the G League players who get called up. But let's get year-round basketball. The Guardians are hoping to turn it around. The Indian name is now officially gone. It's Guardians now. See what happens with them next year. But would love to have a second summer team in Cleveland. I just think it would do so well. And this season, what an end. What a game today. Late third quarter, Phoenix, the Mercury, were the five seed, had a lead on Chicago in the sky of 59-45. From that point at 59-45, a 35-15 to run to end the game. And how's this for some stat lines? Allie Quigley, 26 26- points five rebounds hit five threes she and Candace Parker the only ones to hit Courtney Vander Sloot had the greatest passing postseason in league history I, I can't name many players at any level who have ever passed like this 10 points nine rebounds 15 assists and only one turnover also had two blocks it was all over the course she played 38 minutes In 24 seconds was hardly out Diana or Dana Evans rather had a very brief 10, she was just so good. Honestly, you can't teach passing like that. Every time down, you're finding a teammate, you're getting the ball where it needs to go. And Candace Parker, who does a bang up job as an analyst, you know, uh, NBA on TNT on the Tuesday crew, I think last year was with D Wade, and then, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Adam Adam Lefko. very, very good host. That's just a good panel. She does a great job. How about her in stat line? Five out of 11 from the field. 16 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, four steals, and a block in the game, tying three with two minutes left. With about six remaining, Chicago trailed by 10. They came all the way back. They turned it around. They got the win. They won in four games. And here's what's so special about that, about the sky. They were 16-16. and The WNBA only has a 32-game season. And there's 12 teams. The top eight make the playoffs. But from the top eight, from those top eight teams, the top two get automatic bids to the semis. Three and four get a ticket to round two. So then five and eight, six and seven battle, head to head, winners move on. The lower seed, the lowest seed left plays three, the higher one plays four. Single elimination, those teams move ahead to play one and two respectively conference regardless that's just it's a smaller league so that's how it's done the mercury were a five seed by the way and managed to win twice to get into the semis as was the case with chicago it battled their way in 500 season they never won a title they brought in candace parker in the off season came back on to chicago and boy was she fantastic most impressive stat out of all this has to be this one the sky made 31 baskets 26 were assisted that's better than 84 percent you're assisting on 84 percent of shots made there is a good chance that you will come away as the winner it was remarkable how they got it done Brittany Greiner towers over most WNBA players she had 28 and seven so many big shots you missed twice down the stretch Diana Taurasi, minus 22 net rating, 16 points, well off her game. Skyward, diggins Smith did have 16 points, eight assists. Couple issues with Phoenix. Sophie Cunningham only shot the ball once, or rather twice. She took two threes, made one, missed one in 25 minutes. She specializes as a scorer. If she's not going to get shots, what's the point? Phoenix shot six for 20 from deep. And you look at some of the other net ratings, Shea Petty minus 11, Brittany Griner minus four. Bria Hartley only played six minutes. She was a plus 14. Maybe they should have found some more. And it stinks that Kia Nurse couldn't be out there. They definitely missed her shooting. But this team was just outmatched. Brittany Griner having zero offensive rebounds, a bit troubling. Yes, she plays next to Brianna Turner, who did have two blocks. She had five offensive rebounds, but Griner is just, just too much size to not come away with them. Give all the credit to Chicago, though. Coach James Wade, that whole squad, all playoffs long. Entering into this one, Courtney VanderSloot had been averaging 9.7 assists in nine games, netted 15 more. So I'm to look at this game log real quick from her run, and then we'll wrap this up, and I'll talk Cavs-Grizzlies very excited to see how, how things go for us in the first game. So playoff game log. These are the assist numbers in order game to game, six, five, 18, six, 13, four, 11, 14, 10 and now 15, four straight double digit assist games in the finals. And the first game, zero turnovers. And so I just want to do a quick tally. In four games, 50 assists, nine turnovers. Holy schnikes! Courtney Vander can play the game. And her wife, Allie Quigley, can shoot the daylights out of the basketball. So that being said... One more time, congratulations to the Chicago Sky. A 500 season was a grind to make the playoffs. And once they got there, they had to win their first two games. Had to beat the number one seed in the league who hadn't lost since July, the Connecticut Sun, who had the MVP, John Quell Jones. And what happens? They did it. They did it. They did it. They did it. Shout out to them. Big congrats. Over to the boys now. We got the regular season two days away. So what should we be expecting from the Cavs? Their first game is going to be against the Grizzlies, a game that should give us a little hope. Two years ago, this was two years ago, and the Cavs played against the Grizzlies. Jordan Clarkson's farewell game. We didn't know it at the time. They they got a win, so I'm gonna pull up here the Cavs Grizzlies games from last year because honestly I I don't remember it's a lot. All right, here we go, here we go. We got last year's games. One and one. That's right. January 7th, Isaac Okoro had the chase down block of Tyus Jones in the waning moments, although it was originally called a goaltend. That was a very good challenge from J.B. Bickerstaff. They won it. They got that win. Grizzlies won game two. The teams have split the season series in five out of the last six years. The Grizzlies have not swept the Cavs since the 2012-13 year. And in the lockout shortened 11-12 season, they met but once. Grizzlies have won both games against the Cavs just three times in this century. So that should bode well for getting a win in one of the two games. By the way, Baker Mayfield just threw an incredible touchdown into the end zone. This is a live recording. He just said Donovan Peoples Jones. That's what happens when you watch Red Zone while you're talking about the Cavs. That's nuts. That's nuts. Good job, Baker. He was getting a lot of slack on Twitter earlier. So, Cleveland Nation, show a little love. Oh, my goodness. Donovan Peoples Jones. Some might say he's the people's champ. Just call him the people's Jones. Man. Anyway, feeling okay about the Cavs' chances here. If you're a betting person and you're looking for a line, here's what we got for you. The opening spread is Memphis, minus eight. And the over-under is set at 217. Point five. If I'm a betting man, I do not plan to wager on this game. Again, I'm in New Jersey. I'm actually not sure legally if you can bet in the state of Ohio. I would, I would think you can. If I'm wrong, then my apologies. In Jersey, it is legal, but I'm not betting. I would be going under 217.5. Memphis has a very good defense, and I think for the first time in a couple of seasons, I think the Cavs also have a pretty good defense. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Isaac Coro up front. I think Dylan is going to play some good D off the bench. Rubio brings a lot on that side of the ball. If Lamar Stevens gets some burn, we know he's a very good defender. Garland and section will be fine. They come up with a lot of steals. I think that all in all, they will be better. And so under, as far as the spread, Cavs projected lineup. Allen, Mobley, Okoro, Garland, Sexton. Unsure if Dylan Brooks is ready for Memphis. If he's not, that would be fantastic. I really hope Dylan Brooks is not playing. He's going to make life a living hell for Colin Sexton at times. Sexton's going to score his points. No doubt about it. But Dylan Brooks, man, maybe I'm a little too high on him after watching the playoffs last year and the playing games and how good he looked. But, man he hounds his guys hits shots over everybody seemingly although he also shoots a lot we love to see Brooks not on the court hope he gets well soon get a hand injury that was suffered earlier this week so he is likely to be out so assuming he's out Desmond Bain and Kyle Anderson will start next to Morant Jaron Jackson in the debut of Steven Adams thank goodness Jonas Valanciunas ain't here anymore would have given us a very hard time. But I think the Cavs have the center advantage, Allen over Adams. I think that Mobley and Jaron Jackson is going to be a great battle. They play a very similar style. And not to compare Mobley to a guy like Jaron Jackson, both were high draft picks. But when you think about it, Mobley's a big guy, seven feet. He's not a starting center. He plays next to a traditional center, just like Jackson d- did last year and is, again, a new one. He's a shot blocker, and so they're pretty similar. I do hope he can exceed where Jackson's at right now in his career because he's been a bit of a, a bit of a disappointment. Curious to see how much money he's going to get when his time comes. It's going to be pretty soon. Injuries have taken their tolls on him in every year of his career so far, starting with the end of his rookie campaign. Looking at the point guard matchup, everyone loves John Moran. Everyone loves John Moran. I like John Moran a lot. I've been talking just to some people, friends, analysts, anybody. No one's too high on Garland. Someone was saying, trade him. I've been seeing things, bring him off the bench for for, for Rubio. Man, it's always something new with with Cavs fans. I I never get it. Can't just be happy for what you have. We have Sexland. Carlin and Sexton are both immensely talented guards. How many teams have two interchangeable guards that can play both point guard, shooting guard, can shoot the ball well, can make plays for teammates, and are pretty explosive? Not many. We're so fortunate as fans have that luxury and i don't think enough people understand that darius garland ain't coming off no bench that is our future point guard ben simmons ain't coming will ben simmons play for philly who knows him being back is certainly interesting might we have a jimmy butler 2.0 i mean i love unnecessary drama when it's not with your team as a Cavs fan and y'all know so much unnecessary bs that it just gets spouted off, it gets thrown out there. It's just so nice that it's not us right now. Sexton will get his money, Garland will get his, before we know it. That's our backcourt man. And a I think is gonna have a major step up. I'm excited to watch him and Kyle Anderson duke it out. Moran is better than Darius Garland. I have no question about that. Is he a little overrated? Maybe, but he's put up huge numbers in successive seasons. I think he's due. And I want to shout out the two newest calves coming through. Taco Fall officially inking a two-way contract, as did RJ Nempar, the former TCU product. Taco from UCF, a couple years in Boston. Now he's here. Let's see how these guys end up playing. They did give Justin James a training camp deal before the last game. He did not make it onto the roster. Shout out Isaiah Hartenstein, who inked a deal with the LA Clippers, taking the final roster spot. Might get some minutes later on. And one thing is for sure about Hart. If he was on the Clippers in the playoffs last year, he would have gotten minutes. With Serge Ibaka out, they had no other option besides Zubats, especially against Phoenix. They needed size. They really didn't have a backup center. Demarcus Cousins was so hit or miss, had some very poor moments in that series, though he had some good ones too. So I think he'll do well. I think Torian's ready to shine in Minnesota. Ed Davis, a Cavalier as well. They signed him last week. Talked about it a little bit with, or a lot of pit, I should say, with Dan and Justin on the last episode. But I'm excited for Ed. I don't want him to play a lot of minutes, that's for sure, but he's a veteran of this league. He's been around some great players, and I think he has a lot of mentorship to offer. The biggest thing is that he spent 2018-19, where he played 81 games, serving as Jared Allen's primary backup. Only started once because Allen was in there every day. And in 2020-2021, that was the last season, he averaged five rebounds in only 13 minutes. You know he can get them. And he played with Ricky Rubio. He's been on Toronto, Memphis, Lakers, Utah, Brooklyn, Minnesota, Portland. His career hasn't gone like we thought it would, but he's still in the league now coming up on the 12th year. So that's pretty good if you ask me. And just just for fun, we didn't do this last time. Single game highs, Ed Davis has had 20 rebounds before he's had six assists. A number of five block performances and his career high in points it's like he's got it three times twice 24 points ed davis's last 20 point game in case he ever goes crazy i'll reference this was january 2nd 2015 and a three-point loss to memphis ed davis had 20 points and eight rebounds kobe had 15 9 and 8 r.i.p Any chance to get his name out there? Former Cav, Carlos Boozer. Not many people like to acknowledge that, and for good reason. Had 14-4. and Future Cav, Jordan Clarkson, did not play. Wayne Ellington, future Cav. Actually, ex-Cav at that point, scored seven. No one cares about a box score from 2015. I get that. I'm not going to dwell on it. Just want to shout out Ed Davis. I'm really excited for the season. Now I got to make my prediction for the Cavs and the spread Cleveland plus eight ride with it, bet it, sleep it, eat it, breathe it, drink it, mash it up, whatever. And for a winner, I'm feeling good. Let's take the calves to go one and O to start the season. Wednesday night, 8 PM Eastern it is going down if you're not excited yet get excited these guys are going to be very interesting to watch i don't have a win total projection from myself i'm confident i'm ready let's go Cavs, baby lgc for cleveland let's go